Hey guys, welcome back to Radical Living Podcast. We are so excited to share this brand new episode with you after taking a break for a little while. Uh, we can't wait to hear uh, what you guys think about our recent discussion with Alana Carson, where she explores and takes us on this journey of her hostage situation that she faced a few years back on a mission trip. Uh, we talk about what she experienced, what it was like, what she was thinking. We also ask some big life questions and we discuss how can we overcome fear and how can we not settle for comfort but keep growing and keep advancing and getting out of our comfort zone. So guys, we hope that you're challenged by this, but we hope you're inspired. Uh, What Alana has to say and her story and her journey so far is incredible. Uh, Go and check her out on Instagram. You can find information on our latest post. And we just want to remind you guys to go and check out our Instagram and Facebook, but you can catch all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Guys, sit back, relax, do whatever you're doing, and we hope that you enjoy this conversation with Alana Carson. Alana, thanks very much for uh, joining me today. I'm really excited just to kind of hear about your journey and hear about your story and and where you're at now. I am a football coach, so I am just going to ask you really quickly, okay. what's your favourite football team? Oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> English or Scottish? Well, either. Okay, um, let's go for Scottish. I would have to say Rangers. Rangers, yeah. Yeah, well, that's just a common answer, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> have uh, you got an English team? Um, not, I, 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 I'm probably not. Like, I would say Man U, but... Oh, okay. Mm. I'm an Arsenal fan, oh, so I'll just right, kind okay, of oh, brush over that. Um just really just to get straight into kind of your journey and and just tell us a little bit about yourself um where you're living what you're at um, and then we'll kind of go into your experience in Nigeria okay excellent brilliant so uh, for the last five years um I have been living in Fife in Scotland east coast of Scotland and previous to that I grew up was born in Northern Ireland grew up here um I moved five years ago over to Scotland for work um I've been working over there as an optician um which I enjoy most of the time (laughs) I spend most of my day in a dark room looking at people's eyes which is great um but yeah so that's where I live and work now in in Fife um do you want to know a bit about my background yeah go for it yeah um so I grew up um as I say I grew up here in Northern Ireland I was very blessed to grow up in a Christian high school um going to church and the like of that um I'm probably like remember my first kind of time praying to God and asking for forgiveness of my sins probably around the age of seven or eight uh being at a church service yeah. uh, where the minister was talking about hell not <laughs> wanting to go to hell yeah um and also him talking about how you know you're not saved because your parents are saved and that really struck home um but throughout my teenage years my faith didn't really impact me a lot yeah. um like I wouldn't say I went off the rails but I wasn't really seeking to pursue Christ I yeah. was seeking to pursue what would make me happy what would would give me satisfaction but not necessarily what what god wanted yeah um so i was living quite a discontent uh, unsatisfied life in general because the things that i was trying to make me happy um just weren't weren't they were they never lasted any length of time um and then when i was in my late teens going into my final year of high school uh, there was a couple of sudden deaths at my high school and when you're young and people die that really scares you because yeah. i think you kind of think that you're gonna live forever when you're young you don't really think about death um, so I started to really question, oh, what, what is the purpose in being here? 
what is this Christian life about? Mm. Um, is there, because people would say, oh, they look forward to going to church and I can never understand that. Like people actually <laughs> find joy in their faith. Yeah. I thought it was just something you did. So I started to really look at like, why do people enjoy going to church? Why do people enjoy reading their Bible? Like, is there more to this than what I've been yeah. um, understanding so far? Uh, and as I started to actually pursue after God, um, I started to really understand that the Christian faith was a lot more than just um, a Sunday morning. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's when I started to take my faith a lot more seriously, was in my late teens. Um, and I, I, leading on from that, I started to develop a real passion for mission, um, mm. particularly when I was at university, and that's how I really ended up in Nigeria. Yeah. Very good. Um, just, I, I did text you out of the blue. Like, I did <laughs> randomly text you, and we were kind of talking about that. Um, <laughs> just say, who on earth is this? Um, but for you, obviously the podcast is called Radical Living. Yeah. I just kind of want to know what you kind of see radical as being. Oh, wow. That's good. I did throw that <laughs> That's on a you, good I'm sorry. Question. <laughs> what do I see radical as being I guess as a Christian I think I think in the I, I don't mean to speak for all Christians in the UK but yeah. I, sometimes you find in the Christian church that people there's there's a kind of comfortable Christianity right yeah um where like you're you're there to do the kind of like bare, bare minimum yeah you you go to church you maybe do whatever I don't want to speak into people's lives too much here but <laughs> that's know, not actually it. if you read the bible it's not actually the Christianity yeah. the bible talks about at yeah, all Jane, absolutely. you don't ever hear the disciples just going to church on a Sunday morning and that's all they were committed to so yeah. I guess I guess radical Christianity radical life is what the Bible talks about as what we should aim to live out I'm not saying that I do that in any way perfectly but I think that's what we should be t- seeking mm. to do I guess as Christians yeah I, I like to I love your answer and I, I like to see it as it's an everyday choice yeah that you're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, sure. to do that and I think Jesus portrayed that radical yeah, living absolutely perfectly mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so, he calls us to as well like yeah calls us to more than more than the bare minimum i think that's yeah. the essential thing yeah, yeah absolutely thank you that was a good no answer <laughs> <laughs> um just kind of going back to you then and um, chatted about your passion you god really started to develop a passion for a mission yeah um a passion to serve him and go beyond the bare minimum yeah Take us through your experience in Nigeria um, okay. and kind of just some things that happened okay. there. Brilliant. Yeah, so I ended up going out to Nigeria in October 2017. Um, and the reason I ended up there, I, I got in contact with a, a mission organization called Mission Revision, which uh, basically did optometry work, which is what I trained in. I trained to be an optician. Mm. Um, but it also told the Gospels. That really excited me. It really excited me to be able to use um this job that I had I learned but also tell people about Jesus um and they were going out to do a trip to Nigeria to work in the new foundations clinic there um and the plan was to go out for a week um so we headed out uh this the 7th of October uh 2017 mm. um and the, the week went really well um the way new foundations clinic work is we have local Nigerians that run our healthcare clinic yeah. there um, but also tell people about Jesus. Um, so I was going out really just between them and optics. Yeah, it went really well. I really enjoyed it. Um, really loved working with or just getting to meet people from like a completely different background that love Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then on the final night of that week, um, we the next day we were scheduled to go home and fly back to the UK. Uh, we got uh, taken from our accommodation, the bungalow that we were staying in, um, by a militant gang. So. Um, maybe to expand on that a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I, I, 
I went to sleep probably around 11 o'clock that night. Um, and then just after midnight, I started to hear loud bangs at the door. Yeah. Wow. Um, me, me being completely naive, it, like it woke me up straight away. Mm. Um, well, the, the power cut out, first of all, that woke me up because the fan in my room stopped working. Um, but I like, I didn't really think anything of it. I was completely naive to any danger. Uh, and when I started to hear the bangs, I thought it was like someone trying to hammer at the generator, trying to get the power back on. Yeah. And it wasn't until I heard the front door burst open uh, and then the same thumping at my door that I realized that there was something maybe a bit more sinister going on. Um, so we were, myself um, and three other mission workers, um, David and Shirley Donovan and Ian Squire, um, were taken that night then from the bungalow that we were staying in by a militant gang um, and transported on a speedboat to um, probably about three hours away to like a shack is the best way to describe it. Yeah. We were kept on like a wooden shack um, and we were kept hostage for the next few weeks. And you couldn't see where you were going, obviously. Like. Um, well, I had never, I had never been to Nigeria before. Yeah. So like I had, like I had absolutely no idea where these men were taking us yeah. to. And it was like when they took us, it was the middle of night. Um, so and what's kind of going through your head then? Like, uh, <laughs> do you think like, or are you just in? Yeah, it's shock. I guess a lot of yeah, shock. I yeah. think. I think I I was pretty certain that we were were, were been taken and we were going to be killed. Like that was really the main thing that was running through my head. Yeah. And I guess um, a real a blessing in the midst of that. I remember when we got on the speedboat, um, looking up and it was a really clear night and looking up and seeing the stars and even in the middle of it being surrounded by men with like massive guns. Just the verse and in Psalm forty six, Psalm forty six, verse ten, which says, "Be still and know that I am God." Mm. That running through my head and just giving me peace in the midst of, of, of a really chaotic uh, situation it didn't make, make me think oh god is gonna bring me out of this alive it just made me think like god's still here um yeah. like i didn't fully understand still what was going on but i knew that i wasn't alone i guess yeah. and that was the really the really big comfort um in that moment yeah waking up we woke up the next morning then and the men came to us um and said the reason that they had taken us was for ransom and the ransom they were asking for was two point one million pounds. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was my fault as well. Like I was I was just out of university. I didn't have any money. Anyway, I don't have two point one million pounds yeah. spare in my my, my back pocket. <laughs> so that that just added to how insurmountable. Like like I remember saying like we don't have this money. We don't have this money. Even if we did, like we have no way of getting this to you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like we have no way of contacting people back home because when they took us, they took we didn't we weren't able to take anything with us. Yeah. Um. But they also asked us that morning if there was anything that we needed. Uh, unfortunately, Ian w- was um, brave enough, I guess, to ask for a Bible. Um, and mm. within about an hour of that, the, him asking, we got given one. Um, and that was a, a wow. massive, massive blessing for our, our time. Yeah. Um, like, uh, unc- incredibly, just because, yeah, if you looked at what was going on around us, it was a nightmare, but we came back to God's word. It was, a, a, yeah, a real source of direction. Um, but when the men brought us the bible they also brought us ian's guitar mm-hmm. um so when they had taken that must have taken that the night before um and after we got given ian's guitar we decided as you do when you get given an instrument that we would gather around and, and play it mm-hmm. um so we gathered around and sang the song um amazing grace um a really well-known christian song mm-hmm. um and then after we had finishing the song ian stood up <clears throat> ended up and was instantly um shot and killed in front of us um and we were later we were later told that the reason behind that was because uh we were making too much noise but i like i remember over here in that night the men saying like that would teach us a lesson 
Um, so okay. I think I think that's really what what the purpose in that was um, for them for their understanding. But I think for us, it brought a whole new sense of um, danger, I guess. Yeah. Because we when we when we initially woke up, we we're like, well, they want us alive. If they want us for money, they want us alive, right? Because that's how they're going to get the ransom. So when Ian died. There's this whole new sense of seriousness of these men aren't afraid to kill us. Um, they aren't afraid to cut their losses that way. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that add a, a big sense of danger um, to the situation. Yeah. Um, how, whenever that happened, did you stay in that same place for a long time or were you, like, did they move you about? What? Um, so after Aiden was was killed, we had to, we had to stay in that structure um, for the remainder of that day um beside yeah beside him so that that was really difficult um in so many different ways and up until the point ian had died the men they had come we come to him from the structure but when ian was shot they came and stayed on the structure and the men that came and guarded us that morning were really um high on drugs so they were very derogatory um so i remember like I, i remember lying there thinking like this there's no way i'm getting out of this alive um because these men like they even if they had their wits about them, they're so high on drugs, like that yeah. they're, they're not thinking straight. Um, so yeah, it just felt really that that evening, that kind of afternoon evening was probably the hardest time in the in yeah. the hostage taking. To be fair, yeah, yeah. And Ian was the leader. So Ian was who I had travelled out with, you traveled um, out but David and Shirley Donovan, they so it was kind of two charities coming together. So yeah. Ian ran Mission for Vision, okay. which is the kind of optometry side. Yeah. And he had partnered with New Foundations, which is what David and Shirley ran yeah. um, and continue to run. Yeah. And Ian's charity, that's still... It's still running, yeah. Still it's been running. taken over. Um, Mission for Vision, it runs in a diff- slightly different capacity okay. now, from what I can gather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still running. And so, so is um, the clinic in Nigeria is still running, the New Foundations. So that those are the people that I really work with now. Yeah. Um, so being there... I can't even begin to comprehend what was going through your head, but how how much longer then were you guys in captivity for, like after that happened yeah. again? So that evening then we got moved to a different structure. Um and then we were there. We were in captivity a total of twenty two days. So we remain we spent the remainder of our time in that other structure for about three weeks, um, in the other structure, which is slightly bigger. And yeah. another structure there were um gang members constantly. Um okay. so from that point on we were never kinda left alone. Yeah, and did you ever come? Was there like a main leader? Yeah, yeah. So there was a um, a man that was referred to as the general, um, yeah. who was like the the head of the gang. And whenever he wasn't on the structure, the majority of the time he would come normally in the evenings. Um, and whenever he came on the structure, the whole atmosphere would change. Um, because mm. all the gang members were really scared of him, to be honest. Um, for good reason. Like obviously, you're thinking we're not going to make out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of becomes more and more of reality the longer it goes on. But yeah. how then, how were you released? How yeah. did that happen? What? How did that happen? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, good, that's a great question. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, the longer it went on, the men constantly said to us, oh, you're going to be released the next day. And then that day would come and nothing would happen. So that would, like, the, the crushed hope is one of the hardest things to deal with, yes. I think. Um so we had to we learned a real lesson on not putting our hope in these men that were telling us this, but mm. rather to seek God, um, and to seek to put our hope in Him rather yeah. than what what they were saying. And we changed our mindset from like God get us out of here to like God, what do you want us to do here? Um, no. And that was a real real game changer. And God has us here for a purpose. And if if you're not 
constantly saying, God, get me out of the situation, but God, what do you want me to do in this situation? It really changes your mindset completely. Yeah. Um, but we ended up being released, actually. The Nigerian government paid for a ransom, um, and we were released on the Friday um, by, yeah, by a speedboat we were taken and then taken to uh, a safe house before coming back to the UK. Oh, praise God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> God's just in that, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, like for, for somebody who who doesn't know you to to just to pay that to pay that, yeah. Well, absolutely. Like God, God was behind it, and I think for us, God encouraged us throughout the time um, and spoke to us in like lots of different ways. But particularly leading up to the day of our release, He was speaking to us really clearly mm. that that Friday we were going to be released, um, and myself david and shirley we, we hadn't really spoken about that we were all hearing from god that god, that this was going to be the day but none of us wanted to say it to each other in case we were not hearing that it. crushed hope yeah exactly and you 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 didn't want to be the person that, that, that created crushed hope but yeah for, for myself i remember the last last week uh, on the wednesday so we were released friday and i remember waking up on the wednesday um, and praying to god and saying god look we've been here this length of time like let's go home kind of thing and as soon as I prayed it, like getting this overwhelming sense that no, you're not going home today. Um, and I'm very stubborn. So I was like, God, I, that can't be right. I must mm-hmm. have misheard that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you must have a better answer for me, that kind of thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But then we didn't go home that day. And even though the gang, the gang had really said to us that Wednesday you were going to go home. That Wednesday was horrible because the whole day we waited to go home and nothing happened. And I woke up on the Thursday um, and prayed the same. Uh, and again, I heard that you're not going home um and by this point things were getting a bit tight with the gang they had started to talk about selling us on to uh, another gang so they were they were getting really restless and wanting just to get rid of us so it, the situation as far as what we could see was seeming more and more desperate um and then i woke up on friday morning um and all i kept getting in my head over and over again was deliverance is coming wow <laughs> i know <laughs> wow. I, was, I, I was like i'm like is this just like, you, when you hear an answer from god like that you're like is this just is it, it you? have is i it? made this up because yeah because yeah. i and that's why i think i didn't want to share it with david surely i was like like this might not if this is not of god i mean that's a bit of disobedience me not trusting in god speaking to me but um the whole day I prayed against it, I said to Shirley, if I hear something and I, I'm like, I want to make sure it's of God, what do I do? And she's like, well, just pray and ask God to make it clear. So I said, God, if this is not of you, please take this out of my head. And over and over again, I kept on getting deliverances coming. And then that Friday evening, um, deliverance did came, a, a boat came and released us. So yeah, God was God was so good and encouraging us. Um, but just, you I mean, it wasn't like on Wednesday, I woke up and God said, you're not going home today, but don't worry. Uh, you will on Friday. God, it often doesn't tell us too far in advance yeah. what's going to happen, um, and that's where the the, the, the trust comes in that we have to rely on Him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's incredible. Yeah, God's De- incredible. De- yeah, yeah. deliverance is coming, and yeah. I think, <laughs> well, um, I think you know, kind of for you going through that, and and for anybody that's listening, I see whenever you just say deliverance is coming. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of going on a side note, but I just think of the children of Israel. Mm, you know, yeah. whenever, you know, <laughs> no, Moses himself was like, no, you must be wrong. Like, not me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yet God used him. Didn't tell him too much in advance, but yet God mm-hmm. came him. through him what yeah. he promised. And I think it's an amazing reminder for anyone listening that God comes through yeah, uh, on his promises and, and he brings deliverance and that deliverance might be a physical situation which is what you experienced mm. it could be deliverance from drugs from from yeah. what those guys were doing it could be deliverance from anxiety from fit, whatever it is but god 
deliverance is coming and I think yeah. that's just really important for anybody listening to this now yeah. keep those three words yeah deliverance um, is coming, deliverance is coming yeah. And, uh yeah so you got released mm. and something that I was really intrigued by and we will get into this you know is what what happened after that what was life like after that but before we get to that during those times you, you maybe touched on it I'm sure there was times humanly where you just wanted at the end and mm. you wanted it you maybe wanted to give up I don't know yeah. but what was it that kept you hanging on you know time and time again after that crushed hope yeah and thinking you're gonna get released and not and and almost was like God was mm-hmm. not answering or, or not doing something what was it that kept you yeah, seeing kept or kept yeah. you going um I think I think something's key here is that like I in that situation was fully aware of my humanness and like if I had been left without God and when I when I took my focus off God I was in despair like you were saying and like you you were like feeling super hopeless and how is this ever going to end how am I ever going to see my family again um and I think what really kept me um out of despair um was um, God's word and also um, those that I was kidnapped with eventually um, that, that that the blessing so that's really God's word and Christian community I guess um, yeah. so the blessing of having them we all three of us at one point um, would feel down um, particularly if I thought of Northern Ireland if I thought of home I would get really down and I would you would just think oh I'm never going to see them again things like that there yeah. um, but they would then pick me up and vice versa like there's no point where all three of us were in despair we were always able to encourage each other and I think that's the same in the Christian church that each and every one of us goes through hardships and the pu- purpose in Christian community isn't that there's somebody out here who is always perfect and then they have to lead everyone else it's that we all go through times when we're like yeah. not focused on God and pointing each other back so that definitely um but also also God's word and I don't say that like in the super like oh I'm such a holy Christian I read my bible so much <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but more like like honestly like God spoke to us God spoke to us so much and I remember I'm gonna actually I've got my bible here go for it because I'm such a holy Christian <laughs> um feel quite bad I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um I remember one morning waking up and like being focused on myself and the situation that we were in and just feeling, yeah, like, really that I wasn't going to get out of here alive. Mm. Uh, and I prayed to God. And I was like, God, look, if I'm if I'm going to make it out of this situation alive, can you please show me in your word this morning? Um, and that morning I turned to Psalm 27. Um, and it was interesting. We had a, it was a King James Version Bible that we had. This is ESV, so it's slightly different to what, what I read that, that morning. But um, verses 12 to 14 of Psalm 27. I'm just going to read them for you now. Um, came as an answer to prayer. So verse 12 says, Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, uh, for false witnesses have risen up against me, uh, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord uh, in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Uh, and I think particularly that line, in the land of the living, was was such an answer to prayer to me that um, that I would make it out of the situation yeah. alive. Um, and that, you know, I can, there's so many passages hear of the ways that God spoke to us through that time uh, and I think that's it that's that'd be a real reminder even for me now out of Nigeria that like in life even if you're walking about your day-to-day work whatever if you're focused on the world you will begin to feel despair yeah um, but if you f- 
that's why we need God's word. Um, it's not to make God love us, but it's because like without it, our eyes are not fixed on the right point. Um, and yeah, it, it gives us hope, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, and absolutely. Yeah. Really powerful words actually yeah. from Sam's. Um, just a, a wee question that I'm quite interested in hearing the answer to. Um, have you been on a trip since? Yeah, yeah, I went out. So I, I <laughs> did you not know that? No. Sorry. Um, no, 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 that's good. Um, so you got to open the doors to go again, actually. So I've been working to Nigeria, not to the Delta. So okay. we, didn't, we didn't travel to the same areas. I've been working with David and Shirley at a new wow. foundation since, well, kind of like middle of 2018. Um, and then they traveled back out February of last year. And then I went out with them September of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went out to meet our team. So we have a, Niger- a team made up of um, local Nigerians yes. who run the healthcare yeah. and who are the mission workers. Local people. Um, yeah. And all we do... Is, is seek to guide them as best we can but uh, and train them so we were going out to like have fellowship with them and, and do a bit of training so yeah god really opened the doors to that like yeah. um in so many ways even um to the point of my mom like <laughs> obviously my parents having gone through this were pretty guarded and, and when i started working for the charity when i started working for new foundations my mom was like that's fine alana but like you're not going back to nigeria <laughs> uh, so when david when the, the, the opportunity came up i was like there's no way my mom is ever going to let me do this. And like, I'm like in my late twenties, so <laughs> I should be, but like, I respect my mom and I yeah, want, like if I was yeah. going out again, I wanted to make sure that I had their blessing, I guess, on it. And yes. so I phoned my mom and I was like, look, you're not going to like this, but I want you just to just pray about it for a day. Yeah. And like, if God's telling you no, then like, I'll not go. Um, so mm-hmm. I was, my mom phoned me the next day and I was fully expecting a no. Um, I was kind of putting it off in the conversation. Even I didn't <laughs> yeah, want to hear yeah. her to say, she was like, Alana, like, what, what you asked me, um, I give you my blessing. And that wow. that was real a real sign to that I was able to go back. Yeah, so I went back. We were meant to actually be there this September as well, but obviously COVID. Yes, um, yes. But um, yeah, no, so we have been back since then. And what was that like? Like, obviously having gone through what you went through, does that run through your head whenever you're like, oh, I'm going to go back tonight? Because yeah. a lot of people in your situation would never, ever, ever go back. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess there's a reassurance that like if anything happened again, that you know God was yes. with you. Yeah. Um, but also the, we took major precautions in the sense that we, we were traveling to the capital. We were staying in a hotel. Like we weren't going into the area that we had done before. Yes. And I think if I was going back to that circumstances, um yeah that might might be a bit bit harder mm-hmm. um but like it was it was really good actually because i was able to meet with um these brothers and Christ- sisters in christ who are nigerian and even for them to see me because they felt really bad mm. because what had happened happened on their own turf do you know what i mean happened yes with, with people from their own country so it was good for them to see that i wasn't annoyed at that um yeah, yeah and there's real restoration there and yeah, forgiveness absolutely and yeah no, I, th- I think that's incredible. And I think it's just a reminder for anybody listening that if something does happen, wh- whatever the experience is, don't run from it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. But run, uh-huh. run to God in it. Yeah. And going back to that quote that we, we well, shared, it's yeah. God's there and, God's there and his presence, it. that's the peace. Mm. So, yeah, really yeah. challenging. Um, yeah. Were there moments before, during and after that experience so the, f- the, f- the first initial time that you ever questioned God? Because I, I think humanly, we are human and mm. we, we go through things and life happens and we're mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I know of different people who have gone through things and they, they nearly blame God or they question God, which mm-hmm. is natural. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you ever experience that? Um, 
can't I can't say that I I can't say that I ever questioned God in the sense that like um questioned why he was doing it. I I guess I guess I, I guess God's presence was so clear that God didn't even give me the chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Like that God made himself so aware to us throughout the time. Um and I there wasn't I guess it was it was a short period of time, like three weeks in a long time. I think people that are going through hardships that last years mm. I can understand like mm. why they might start to question, but we the, the time in, in general was so short and as I say, being in Christian community and having God's word and having him speak to us I didn't really have the chance to doubt him um but maybe if it had been a bit longer but I can't I can't say and I think particularly for me sometimes you go through hardship and you don't really see God what God's doing in it straight away but we were able to see we've been able to see numerous things that God's done through the kidnap um yeah so that's really helped us not to doubt what God was doing yeah, yeah. good um so what was life like after it yeah. So you well, went. So you went straight back. This is what I'm really interested in because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people hear a story or a journey, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's actually well, no, that person's life doesn't end after that yeah. experience. Yeah, absolutely. So what, like, was there adjustments? Was like obviously God has given you opportunities to share about this yeah. and His goodness. Mm-hmm. So what was how is life? <laughs> what is life like now yeah so the real one of the biggest blessings after coming back to nigeria was i got to spend two and a half months at home in northern ireland which yeah, is great great um, great place great fantastic <laughs> place yeah and just like really good food yeah just i think you mean you it made me really really appreciate my family a lot more you know i didn't think i was going to see them again yeah um so then to be able to spend time with them um and spend time at home was a such a blessing yeah. and a a real time just to kind of recuperate I guess and to start to process because it was such a short period of time and because it was kind of all happening at once you did, it yeah. took until I was out of it to actually think okay this actually happened um mm. and to like I think that's the same like if you go through grief the first part of it is just shock um yeah. and then you come to like the realization of it um and then in the January of 2018 I moved back to Scotland um, to go back to work I think it was kind of with a choice like when I got out of Nigeria I was 24 and so I was like I can't just stop work now like I, my life doesn't mm-hmm. like as you say your life has to go on yeah. so um the, I think the timing was kind of right to get back to a work environment yeah. um and I went back to full-time work and it was it did it did take a while to adjust to because my life had completely changed because of that event but like everyone else was going about their normal everyday life which yeah. you mean absolutely fair play yeah um like, <laughs> good I for you your life to change because of what's going on in mind yeah. but like I, I'm, I'm sure other people experience that in their hardships when you go through something big your life changes but every, the world keeps going on mm. so you have to kind of push those two things together like how do I come back to this world that hasn't yes. changed um so that I think when I started going back to work and I work with the general public and people coming in and complaining to me about small things I'm like oh my days why are you complaining <laughs> to me about this um but <laughs> you can tell I'm great working with the general public um but yeah it's just that realization that these people aren't going through what you've been through um and yeah so yeah realizing that but what have I been doing since yep then so I I can I've I'm continuing to work full-time I still live out in Scotland as I say um I guess the big, biggest thing that's changed is my work for for new foundations I really started working with them 2018 as I say and then a lot of what we, way we work with them is all online 
Um, so we communicate through them. Lately, we've been doing Zoom calls. We've popped onto that. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows Zoom. Everyone knows Zoom, but it has been a real, a real blessing yeah. actually to be able to actually see them because a lot of the time that was messages and stuff. Whereas when you see someone, you can communicate with yeah. them a lot better. Um, so that's been really exciting to be a part of that, um, that work in in Nigeria and like they're they're a real challenge to me actually because after a few months of coming back, you can very quickly. It's so important when you go through stuff to learn life, life lessons, but you can just slip back into the old way of things. Mm. And even when I was saying there about patients complaining to me <laughs> about things that don't matter, I complain about people now. Yeah. You may I catch myself on, like, getting hangry because I haven't had my meal. And I'm like, Alana, <laughs> like, what are you really complaining about here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's been... The, when I when we work with those in Nigeria, their example, the circumstances that they live in are sometimes really so difficult, and their their want to go out and tell people about Jesus is such a challenge. Um, so that's really exciting to continue to um, learn from them, really, rather yeah. than teach them, learn from them. This is the big one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your biggest life lesson? So. <laughs> <laughs> big such question. A big question. Big, I know it is. I know it is. If you want to break it down, feel free. But well, you know, whenever you do feel like you know life's kind of slipping into that normality again, mm-hmm. or you know, what 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 have you? What what has God really given you to take away from that experience yeah. to yeah. help with life? Absolutely. Um, I, I this is a hard question because God teaches us a lot of lessons, I guess, mm. and that is trying to pick one right. Um. And there are several big life lessons that I learned from Nigeria. Probably one of the ones that, that speaks to me personally um, is just God's faithfulness. Um, mm. And in the sense that, like, if tomorrow's a good day, great. Thank God for your blessing. But if tomorrow's bad, that doesn't mean that God's not in it. And that doesn't mean, as you just said, that God's not using it for your good, um, even though you don't see it right now. Um, so that that's a real comfort, like, having gone through that kidnap because before that my faith had like I had some stuff that happened to me that wasn't like the best but my faith had never really been tested but like going out to that situation and everything that I was comfortable with being taken away mm. and only being left of God um was a, a, a real blessing for me to see at that age that like no matter what I encounter in life that I know that God is God is faithful he doesn't leave us yeah. Um, and he doesn't forsake us. So like whatever comes our way, that, that that's a blessing. And I think that's really important to know as Christians. Because if you read the Bible, it doesn't say that the like, Christian life is going to be easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, it's not, as we talked at the start, it's not meant to be comfortable. Um, and sometimes we fill ourselves into thinking, I'm a Christian now and my life's going to be easy. My life's going to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Anything but. Anything yeah. but, yeah. And, but th- th- that shouldn't, I don't think that should scare us. When you, when you go through the hardships, when you lose people in your life, when you go through illness, when you go through your failure exams, whatever it is that you're going through right now, God will be with you. And we can have that confidence as a Christian that when we step in tomorrow, whether it be good, whether it be bad, that God, that God will be there. Yeah. And that should give you confidence to face anything. Yeah. Um, because if you have the one that created the universe <laughs> on your side, yeah. then no matter how bad or how hard it is, you can take confidence in that. You mean... Um, so yeah, I guess at the minute that's one of my life's biggest lessons. Um, that might change. Yeah. But yeah, that's. I just I think that's really powerful what you said because we are emotional beings. Mm, yeah. So <laughs> we are up and down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that reminder that God is constant. Yeah. And it's I think it says somewhere in 
I this could be totally wrong, like Hebrews or something, uh, Hebrews maybe, mm. says like we are crushed, but we're not. Yes, yeah, Hebrews, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. is it Hebrews? And it's just, I don't have it up or else I would have read it out, but mm. it's just a reminder that we think we're at our end. Mm. Yeah. But God's actually like, well, no, because I'm there. Yeah. And yeah. this is for your good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And God's timing's amazing. Yeah. For, for that to come. Yeah. Guys, we hope you enjoyed uh, what Alana had to share. We finished off our conversation um, where I asked Alana, what advice would she give for you guys that are listening to Be Radical? Alana shared that it is very easy to slip back into comfort and get in the normal routine of life. But Alana warned us of that and she actually challenges you uh, and challenges all of us who are listening to keep stepping outside of our comfort zone. No matter how scary it is, no matter how much we don't want to, uh, take that step of faith and ultimately see what God can do. We loved having Alana with us. We are so inspired by her and her journey so far and we can't wait to see all that God is going to do through her life. If you have any questions or you want to get in touch, feel free to message Alana. Feel free to message our Instagram or our Facebook or uh, leave a review or a comment on YouTube, iTunes and Spotify. Guys, we hope you enjoyed our episode and we can't wait uh, to get back with more we have so many exciting upcoming guests that we can't wait to share with you but guys keep remembering the tech and make that everyday choice of radical and and we can't wait to share what we have in store next